Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily, breaking down the Dak Prescott deal. He's back in Dallas for four years and a whole bunch of money. We'll break it all down. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now for the opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get an opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia. Call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, Dak Prescott, fresh off the presses. He is signed through 2024 four-year deal with two void years at the end it's a massive contract it's going to be 40 million dollars per year 126 million dollars guaranteed Dak held out and he got what he wanted 66 million dollar signing bonus man got a 66 million dollar check for signing his name on a piece of paper that's getting paid um yeah, Dak won the tra- Dak won the contract. The, the the standoff, the negotiation. The man broke his leg and still absolutely held the Dallas Cowboys over a barrel and wrecked them in this contract negotiation. Um, for Dallas, I mean, if you decided that Dak Prescott needs to be your quarterback going forward, I get signing him. You know, to the long term deal, just getting it done, just getting it over with. It does free up some salary cap space for them to play with now as opposed to the franchise tag. Um, if they had franchise him, it would be counting, what, $37.7 million against their salary cap. Yeah, they saved they about 15. 20, yeah. Yeah, and they only have $20 million of space right now. So it, instead, it's only going to cost $22 million against the salary cap, so about the space they have left. Once they make a couple of moves, they can actually free up a little bit of spending money and do something in free agency. So from that point of view, it makes sense. But from the point of view of like looking at when this all started, way back when, when you could potentially have signed the guy for $32 million a season, this hasn't gone well if you're Dallas. No, it definitely hasn't. I mean, there was we were just, what, a year and a half removed from debating, hey, is Dak worth $30 million a year? I don't know. Mm. Um, again, you know, like I, I see both sides. You know me, fence-sitting. I could see what Dallas was thinking at the time, right? And then... Uh, but the, the risk with that is you wait and the price goes up, you know, you're essentially betting against your quarterback. And to that point, Dak had been, you know, a borderline top 10 quarterback. I think over the last couple of years though, he has improved. He's gotten a little bit more consistent. Don't forget 2017 and 18. He was barely a top 20, you know, he's top 18, top 19 by PFF grades. He now has three top 10, well, two top 10 finishes in PFF grades. And he was on his way to a third last year before getting hurt. So I think the overall body of work is really good. That says that's a guy that you pay uh, the $40 million thing. I think we're going to forget about that somewhat soon with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. You know, there's other contracts and that's the nature of quarterback contracts. You know, like it's he it's a, it's the biggest signing bonus right now. It's a huge deal right now, but three or four years, three years from now, right? It's, it's going to kind of look like the norm. So I think Dallas made the right move, and to your point, a little bit of flexibility for now, this year, getting that squad around Dak to, to win some games. I mean, I think it's going to look more like the Kirk Cousins contract, which is to say it won't be the biggest contract in the NFL, it won't be you know a monster deal, but it will be squeezing that salary cap every single year for a guy who might not be justifying that reality. Dak Prescott this season had a big-time throw rate of 5.2%, which is the highest of his career. 
12 NFL quarterbacks were higher than that. Um, Aaron Rodgers led the NFL at 7.7%, so a completely different world. And Dak's turnover-worthy play rate was 3.6%, which is the same as Lamar Jackson, um, which is massively higher than the 2% that Aaron Rodgers, that Deshaun Watson, that Tom Brady were at this year. So Dak essentially doesn't make as many big plays as those guys and makes more mistakes, isn't as good, just isn't at that top level of quarterback, and he's going to be paid like one which is going to have this knock-on effect on their salary cap situation and their roster construction. So, I mean, the ultimate question going forward is, do you think that with this Dallas Cowboys contract that they've just handed out, they are capable of assembling a roster that can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott at quarterback? Yeah, it's a fair question, and I think think they can. I mean, I think your margin of error just goes down. Uh, Dak goes from the greatest bargain in the NFL, a fourth round first contract guy who just got franchise tagged once, right? A fourth round first contract guy with immense value for a few years. Uh, now to the guy that, yeah, you have to you have to win on the edges, right? You have to start hitting on draft picks. You probably have to draft in bulk and you, because you're going to have to uh, not not sign uh, maybe a, a Jalen Smith to an extension, right? It, it's going to be your 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 second corner, your 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 starting linebacker. Those are the guys you have to make decisions on where they're going to have to walk. Obviously, the Zeke deal is not helping anything as that uh, as the money gets worse and worse for that year over year. Um, but that's the one that Dallas is going to be kicking themselves about far more than the Dak deal. But here's why we got here, Sam. I think the A B analysis of the Cowboys offense with and without Dak Prescott, right? That's why Dallas had to make this move in 2009. In the first four weeks of 2020 with Dak Prescott, the Cowboys passing offense is fourth in the NFL and EPA per play. So the last year plus of Dak is the starter. It's a top four passing offense from an efficiency standpoint. And I know that they had Ben DiNucci starred and, you know, it was a mess as far, you know, with the guys that replaced him, but even Andy Dalton struggled at times. EPA per play dropped to 30th post Dak last season the Cowboys saw what this offense was with and without him and said with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup we still couldn't move the ball efficiently we but with Dak we could and and I think that's the bottom line there is that they have the firepower to be an explosive offense now they got to hit on some defensive talents most likely in the draft well they do and they also are going to have to start to patch up holes that are emerging on this roster already this is a lot like the kirk cousins minnesota vikings scenario whereby they were a really really good roster when they had a a quarterback or before the quarterback on the giant money guaranteed contract arrived and it feels like one that's going to get eroded steadily from that point on the one good thing for dallas is they now have Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb locked up for the next, what, three years guaranteed? Four years? Those three guys are in place and and are going to be for a while. That should give you the nucleus of a really good passing attack, regardless of what happens around them. The problem is, holes are already emerging on that offensive line that they're going to need to start patching up. Um, You know, Tyron Smith is aging. Even if Lyle Collins comes back, they have work to do there. The defense is already a train wreck. They're going to have a little bit of spending money this uh, offseason, but this contract is now squeezing their salary cap situation every single year. I would suggest right now that this is just, this roster is going to get worse, not better over the remainder of this contract. 
They didn't have many alternatives, though, Sam. When they got to this point, they didn't have many alternatives. This had to be the no. move. It, the margin of error is just tighter. It's just all. It, you're right, but they didn't have alternatives here. They just whose didn't. fault is that? <laughs> it's their own fault. I know, but we're sitting here in March 2021, and this was the right move at this time. Previous moves, the Zeke deal and, and waiting, ended up being a mistake. I don't mind the idea of, of playing it out because, look, the Rams just got burned by Jared Goff. The Eagles just got burned by Carson Wentz. Yes, they got out, but the Eagles have to completely sacrifice $35 million this year just to get out of a Wentz deal. Th- those guys got burned for similar quarterbacks, even though Dak has emerged as the best out of that trio from the class of 2016. The, the Dallas just lost the bet a couple years ago. I don't know that that was the bet they made, though. I mean, I, I think they actually made the right determination, which is Dak isn't worth a degree of money. They just didn't have the guts to go through with it. This is they, they had the right idea all along, which is that this guy, there is a defined ceiling as to how good he can be, and it is lower than the amount of money he wants. They, they, they dug their heels in and tried to negotiate. The problem is that doesn't work unless you're prepared to go, you know what, no, we're not doing it. Find your fortune somewhere else. We're going to roll with the next quarterback we pull out of wherever. And that was their problem. I, don't, I think you can definitely make the argument that where they got to, they had to make this deal and just get, get it in the past. But only if they were prepared, if they weren't prepared to walk away. I think you can construct an argument to say the amount of money he's going to take out of the salary cap, he is not worth, and you would be better off just finding insert quarterback here. Of course, he's going to be worse than Dak Prescott, but he's also going to be available for a quarter of the money and therefore a better net win for your entire roster. All right. Well, we just went long form on the NFC East on the PFF NFL podcast. So we did solve all of the Cowboys issues there, but let's now do it in our 30 to 45 second version. How can they win a Super Bowl? We think they've got most of the offensive firepower. Would love to see an upgrade at tight end, but that's down the that's down the list of priorities. Center is a question mark, but the defensive side of the ball, the secondary and the defensive line has to be the top priority right now. Yeah, they need to get lucky as hell in the draft. Oh, I was looking for specifics. Draft Caleb Farley at 10. Christian Barmore's in play. Alabama interior no, defensive line. you just need lineman. to get lucky. Doesn't matter who you pick. You just have to hit on all of them for the next couple of drafts. Oh, just hit on all your draft picks, Dallas. You got this. Yep. Building around Dak. Trade down. Do the opposite of what the Texans did with Deshaun Watson, though. If you have all that investment, you have to hit on draft picks, have to accumulate as many as possible, draft 10 times per year over the next three years, and you'll have a better chance of getting that supporting cast for Dak Prescott. That's the strategy. Let us know. What do you think of this Dak deal? Can Dallas actually win a Super Bowl with them? It's a PFF NFL Daily. PFF NFL Daily.